Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's time for a little Friday news roundup where we can blast through some of the uh, stories that are moving through. And uh, if you're not familiar with the term, take it out with the trash. Uh, you haven't watched enough West Wing over the years or, or the uh, binge watch of uh, West Wing. Uh, this is a political term, uh, whether it's a uh, gubernatorial administration, whether it's a presidential administration, whenever you have a lot of news that you just want to get out that you don't want anyone to pay too close attention to, to just put it out late on a Friday. Uh, taking it out with the trash. Uh, we've just been watching uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki did her press conference today uh just now it just barely concluded which would be 3 30 p.m washington dc time uh most offices have left the building and most of the staffers have gone and so that's when you put things out and uh, hope that they don't get a whole lot of attention so we're going to hit a few of those things some are things that i think uh administrations would just soon not talk about on a friday or even into next week uh, they're trying to keep focused uh, on just a few things rather than all the things. And so let's just hit a few of these by way of roundup. Uh, first, CDC director uh, breaks with the panel of advisors uh, to actually recommend booster shots for at-risk workers. Uh, but she says that she was not breaking with them, not overruling them. It was her call all along. I want to be very clear that I did not overrule um, an advisory committee. It was my call to make. Um, in the, if I had been in the room, I would have voted yes. And um, that was, um, yes, how uh, my recommendations came out after listening to to all of their scientific deliberations. So, so Walensky did recognize uh, that it was an unusual decision uh, to contradict the CDC's vaccine advisory panel. She said that in a statement today as well. Uh, she also said, it is my job to recognize where our actions can have the greatest impact. In a pandemic, even with uncertainty, we must take actions that we anticipate will do the greatest good. And the only reason I point this one out is because this is part of the challenge from a communication standpoint, a communication strategy from the administration, that the mixed messages coming out of the different places and spaces undermines credibility and it undermines confidence of the american people uh, and so putting that out even though they did put it out on a friday out with the trash uh, it is still one of those that uh, does raise some eyebrows and again creates more confusion and less clarity when it comes to boosters who uh, those are designed for who's eligible for those uh, and how those should be taken uh, in the big time out with the trash department, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas says that all migrants have been cleared from under the Texas bridge, uh, which appears to be a true statement, which is pretty phenomenal, given that just a few days ago there were 15,000 uh, people under that bridge. And now it is completely clear. 
Secretary Mayorkas uh, was part of the press conference, the White House press conference that just wrapped up moments ago. And again, a lot of this was uh, some shoulder shrugging and nothing to see here. And I hope everyone has a great weekend kind of message uh, coming from the Secretary of Homeland Security. Nearly 30,000 migrants have been encountered at Del Rio since September 9th, with the highest number at one time reaching approximately 15,000. Today, we have no migrants remaining in the camp under the International Bridge. Migrants continue to be expelled under the CDC's Title 42 authority. Title 42 is a public health authority and not an immigration policy. So this is what was really confusing about Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, He kept referring to this Title 42, which says that we can expel people from the country based on a public health crisis like a pandemic. So he was trying to make the case that this was not an immigration issue. Uh, At the same time, he went to great lengths to point out that the immigration system is broken, that it was broken under the previous administration Uh, And a lot of very circular conversations when he was asked specifically, where did those 15,000 people go? Uh, The answers were pretty convoluted. Again, even for a Friday out with the trash kind of press conference uh, that uh, only 2,000, only 2,000 were flown back to Haiti. So if you're just doing the math uh, out of the 15,000 that were there only a few days ago, uh, just 2,000 of them were returned to Haiti. Uh, He did mention that some of them will uh, need to come back for immigration hearings uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Um, And but again, not a lot of clarity there in terms of what actually happened to those, let's say, 13,000 who had come across the border there. And of course, there's also uh, big challenges from both the left and the right as it relates to the treatment of those who came across the the border there in Del Rio and were under that bridge. Uh, obviously, a lot of the images we've seen of that have been uh, pretty disturbing and pretty frustrating to, to people both on the left and on the right. But again, the, the fact that they're putting this out with the trash on a Friday afternoon late in Washington, D.C. time, uh, to me, is an indication that they don't really want to talk about any of this. Uh, they want to get this aside so that the administration can focus on the debt ceiling and on the two bills, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, the bipartisan bill, and then also the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package, uh, both of which are in peril at the moment. We'll come back to those in a minute. Uh, some other interesting roundup news uh, for a Friday. Uh, in case you've been just on the edge of your seat wondering and wringing your hands uh, about... Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa. Yes, he is going to seek re-election. The Iowa Republican senator announced on Twitter, which was impressive on a Friday morning, very early on a Friday morning, I would add, uh, that he will run for an eighth term in the United States Senate. Uh, that's a move that uh, is is probably good for the uh, those hoping the Republicans take the majority in the Senate during the 2022 election cycle. Uh, although uh, Iowa has uh, has been red in recent years, Grassley turned 88 this month. He's 88. He's uh, been there for seven terms. If you do the math, remember, those are six-year terms. Uh, that's a lot of years in the United States Senate. 
Uh, and that's one that we're going to continue to keep our eye on. It'll be interesting to see uh, who will take him on, uh, who will come from the left to take on uh, Senator Grassley. Uh, as I noted, it was a very early tweet. Uh, it was a 4 a.m. in Iowa time kind of treat, uh, tweet. He said, uh, it's 4 a.m. in Iowa, so I'm running. Uh, and that's the way he starts his day, and he's going to continue to run. Uh, again, that's a long time in the United States Senate, uh, longer than I think is good for the republic uh or good for the people of iowa uh we've got to we've got to fix this log jam of the same people going back uh with the same problems and expecting to get a different solution so again a lot of other things going on in our nation's capital we're going to keep our eyes on as we roll through the weekend this weekend but a a lot of these uh are just things that uh, they're trying to get out with the trash so that uh, while we're all enjoying the great fall weather here in the state of Utah, I think they're hoping that we might just miss a few of those things along the way. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, something that's been really disappointing to me today. Uh, Some great advancements have been made over the past year and a half in criminal justice reform, but the latest talks have broken down. What has caused this bipartisanship to collapse on criminal justice reform? We'll break it down when we come back here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.